Hi, I'm Melanie Huggard. Welcome to Eavesdropping, a conversation between two life consultants where we talk about the questions that can be scary. These are conversations that spark curiosity, insight, perspective, and breakthrough. This podcast might trigger you, and I actually hope that it does. I hope that it triggers you into growth. Let's dive in. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> Rachel. Hi. I think that um, this is trippy. <laughs> We're going to have to trim this. Yes. I think we will need to trim this. Because. <laughs> yes. I agree. I agree. Well, hi. It's good to see you. Hello. <laughs> so for everyone um, we're using a new link to record and Rachel, as you move your phone around, we can hear like the wrestling. So, so stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you sure you don't want that to be the, the new soundtrack? <laughs> Our new elevator music is just the, it's moving around. Can you hear background noise now? Or are you good? Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. Just any moving around we hear. Let me know if you can hear my moving around. I can hear your microphone like a little bit. Like the okay. movement of it. Like when it rubs up against your yeah hair hair and shirt and whatever. Let me do that. I'm going to hold it like a microphone. There we oh, go. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> also, I love for the listeners, if, if we haven't get this part out where we talk about the audio. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie's wearing a very sh- cute shirt that says thank you on it. And I think it yes. makes me happy. I love this shirt. um i can't remember what i wore this shirt to i bought it for for a reason and i just can't think of it right now um all right what do we want to talk about today you said (laughs) well i just asked what is it you've been thinking about lately that has been good (laughs) and i said my book that's all i think about right now is writing my book so what have you been thinking about lately that's been good? <laughs> I love that question. Um, I think that I've been thinking, <laughs> this is going to sound so um, depressing, but I promise it's not. I've been thinking about how um, how much more peace that I have inside of myself when I try to accept my humanity more than I try to push my humanity out. Mm-hmm. Like I've been thinking a lot about, like we were just talking about um, before we started the call, like a meeting that I was on with a client whose story felt like sort of mirrored an aspect of my own. Yeah. And I've been sort of thinking about how nowadays I feel like I'm sort of leaning into my triggers and leaning into the things that sort of remind me of my own pain and remind me of my own brokenness in a different way. Like I feel like I'm resisting it less and I'm judging it less and I'm mm-hmm. feeling way less like, Oh, I need to try to pretend like I am good at things. I need to try to pretend like I <laughs> have the answers. I need to try to pretend like I'm emotionally intelligent. Like I feel like a lot mm. of that sort of got washed away in the past few years. Not that I'm like, never have that I do but right right I just been thinking a lot about like how much more sort of at peace I feel when I'm not trying to lean away or push 
my brokenness away from myself or out from myself, mm-hmm. but more sort of lean in. And I think before, like if I had had a meeting where I felt triggered or like something about it sort of reminded me of unresolved things inside of myself, I would have felt shame over it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I did something wrong or bad or yeah, should be farther along or right. should have the answers or should like not have this pain anymore. I've gone around this mountain a thousand times. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I think I feel way more like, oh, yeah, like it makes sense that I would feel triggered about that. It makes sense that this would awaken the pain in me yeah, again yeah. in a new way. And wow, how much compassion that I have. This must be a really deep-seated pain inside of me that I may have forever. Yeah. And there's a part of me that feels like almost like leaning into sort of acceptance and like not trying to, I guess, pretend or protect myself by pretending that I am not broken mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore has really set me free. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So that's good. That's, that's what I've good. been thinking about lately. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, acceptance is huge. Like the self-acceptance that we can obtain. Yeah leads us to that self-love, right? That loving of ourselves instead of rejecting ourselves. Yeah. And it, all of this like comes in layers, right? You'll never mm-hmm. reach a destination where yeah, your pain's not going to get revealed because you're human. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think in the process of all of this, you know, for being in various forms of help since I was 11 years old. So at this point, it's been my entire adult life. I've been in some sort of mm-hmm. therapy or help or pursuing some sort of aspect of healing, I guess. I think the more and more I've been on like a long-term process, the more and more I'm not destination-minded. I kind of feel mm-hmm. more like acceptance about, yeah, I'm probably always going to have brokenness. And yeah. Like, I'm probably always going to have, like, um, my mentor, Abby Stumball, says all the time, like, any vision that she has for herself or, like, um, dream or, like, ambition that she has for herself as far as her own growth always has to include human brokenness and human suffering. Like, mm-hmm. she's always like, oh, I no longer have a vision for myself where I just have perfect belief systems and somehow that yeah. perfect belief system has kept me out of pain or like mm-hmm. kept me out of having to like go back to the tender parts of me or go back to compassion or go back to um, accepting of our pain and brokenness over and over and over again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, cause it's one thing to have brokenness and another thing to view yourself as broken. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like viewing people as broken, but I do see that as humans, we have brokenness. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I think that I, I don't know. I think there's a part of me that I don't know if I, I personally, I don't know if I need to distinguish between the two. Like to me, I feel like I, self-acceptance to me means like and not broken in the sense of like something is that I need to feel shame about Mm -hmm. like I think there's a difference between thinking like the core of me is bad yeah you know the core of me is wrong the core of me is something that's worth rejection or abandonment I think that's different than saying like 
I am inherently human. Yeah. And with that inherent humanity, I'm not trying to get to a place that I don't have pain. Mm-mm. And I think for me, because brokenness isn't a sign of shame or isn't a sign of like inherent badness or anything like that. There's a part of me that's like, I don't know, like if I need to have a distinguishment, because I think brokenness just feels like pain in humanity to me. Yeah. And I think so, brokenness needs a definition for sure. Cause I think yeah. it's one of those things that everyone can. Yeah, sure. Like have their own definition for. Right. Yeah, and that feels honest. I know like when I had broken, um, when I used to, when I used to view like people are broken, um, it was, it was something that triggered my fixer, um, the fixer side of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that so makes sense. Not viewing people as broken, something that needs fixed, right? right. That like that would be my definition. Mm. Brokenness means broken, being broken, not brokenness. We have brokenness, right? Like our lives yeah. get fractured, they get shattered by. Mm-hmm pain they get shattered by betrayal they get shattered by all kinds of things right but being a broken person means I need fixed Mm -hmm. that's like in my mind that was how that how that I viewed broken right um and and I do I end up with clients sometimes too they get they're so fixated on being broken Mm. like helping them manage them their way through that yeah. Because they too also want to fix it, right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think what are your different. thoughts? Well, I mean, I think I hold two things, which, you know, is I guess I, I try to hold multiple things at the same time because I think that, that it makes it mm-hmm. that brings maturity, I think. Mm-hmm. On mm-hmm. one end, I understand like people want to feel like there's hope. Right. Like, I think people want to feel like there's hope there's They want to feel like there's like an improvement. There's one. They want to feel like there's a forward movement and some like desire to feel like uh, one day this will no longer be in effect and I'll be free. And they want to feel in control, I guess. I don't know. But I think people want to feel hope like they on this journey of freedom. I'm always trying to balance like having people equally accept themselves and still Mm -hmm. hold on to hope at the same time yeah it's like you have brokenness but you are not broken right like an identity thing right yeah I mean (laughs) there's a part of me that's like because I don't know if I I think I'm like rewriting the idea of what it means to feel like brokenness is is bad necessarily so I guess yeah I don't think brokenness is bad but yeah viewing your like when being a broken person yeah. is part of your identity, like you're so much more than that. Brokenness is sure. something you have. It's not who you are. Mm. Yeah. 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 I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And I think that I, I agree with what you're saying about the like sort of when people attach to an identity based on their pain alone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or an identity based mm-hmm. on their suffering alone instead of it being like a piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. that is the human soul. <laughs> Which is so complex. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. 100%. And I don't think yeah. like, I think anyone who thinks that they have the answer to it is, um, is crazy. <laughs> I think at that yeah. point, like you can't actually know all of it. And so I guess, I don't know. That's part of why I don't know if I am worried for me personally about distinguishing the two between having mm-hmm. brokenness and being broken. I don't mm-hmm. know if I feel like I personally need to create distinguishment because I think there's a part of me that's like, yeah, when I say I am broken, there's a part of me that sort of accepts the fact that I will always be human. Like I will mm-hmm. always have something inside of me that I wrestle out. Like, so for you, never... it connects to humanity. Yes. It's more about an embracing of my own humanity. And I think it's more about like saying, hey, I don't ever come a point where um, I will have to be like, time's up, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> you have been on this journey for too long. You spent too much time investigating. You've you've cared too much about trying to work through more compassion. You're done. Your expiration date has occurred. <laughs> you did not reach the finish line. You are yeah. now annihilated. Yeah. And I think for me, so like I want to have belief systems that include my humanity forever. And so there's a part of me that's like, yeah, I think that like when I'm 80 I'll probably still have places that are have brokenness inside of me like and I still have so for me I don't know if I if I get overly like worried about the distinguishment between the two because I really don't think that brokenness is shameful Mm -hmm. I just think that it's humanity yeah and pain and the idea that I will never have the full picture Like, I will never have the full picture. In and of myself, I will never have the full picture. I will never have the full picture of unconditional love as a human being. No. I will never have the full picture of unconditional compassion. I will never have the full. And to me. You'll never have the full picture of yourself. I'll never have the full picture of myself. That feels so true. And that includes. You're so much bigger on the inside. 100%. And I think. You're so huge on the inside. Yeah. And that includes, (laughs) like, positive and hard things. Like. I think mm-hmm. I will, in my mind, so this is my theology, so take it or leave it. But in my mind, I think, like, we'll get to heaven and we'll see, in my personal belief system about God, like, I think we'll see our whole lives from a totally different perspective. And I think we'll both see the magnitude of suffering. Like, I think that we'll understand our suffering mm-hmm. from a deeper way. Like, we'll mm-hmm. understand the cost of separation from love in a deeper way. And I think we'll also see the beauty inside of our own humanity in a deeper way. Like I think we'll see ourselves the way that God. Yeah. Sees us. Yeah. I, uh, I'll, I'll always, you know, if something happens that feels bigger than my understanding, I'll ask God, okay, put it on the list. And the list for me is this list that, him and I are going to be sitting down and reviewing together because I want to see the full picture. Mm. Like I want to, I'm so aware there's so much more going on than just what I can understand or see or know. Yeah. And I want to, I want to see the, I want to see the, his version of the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, his yeah. full view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that like, you know, something that really helped me when I was sort of wrestling out my opinions about God and, in the many times that I have done it, <laughs> gone back to the drawing drawing board a thousand times with 
my views about God and how I feel about God. And I think that part of that is just like evolving, like the evolution of my connection with God is like, oh, I realized that I believed something that was hindering me. I go back to the drawing board, you know? Mm -hmm. And so something that really helped me was realizing like that God is so emotionally intelligent. Like he understands the depth of pain. Like he understands when he looks at my story, he understands everything that I do and everything that I feel and everything that I believe. And he understands the source of it. When I am acting out in a coping mechanism, he looks down and he sees me and he sees the little girl in me that felt so scared that needed a self-protector. And he sees every moment of my life that would have generated a belief system that, Mm -hmm. you know, makes me want to cope in that way. Like, I think that God feels so emotionally intelligent. Like he understands me better than I understand me. Like he understands why I do what I do. He understands my pain even deeper than I understand my pain. He understands, he understands my childhood even more Mm -hmm. than I understand my childhood. Like he knows every place that the brokenness of what I grew up with and the brokenness of who I felt felt Mm -hmm. like I was at the time and the brokenness of the people around me. Like he understands the price of that. It's what makes him a better judge. Mm. And I think that for me feels so kind, like the God who understands all and the God who is all compassionate. Yeah. And so to me, it means like the more I understand, the more compassionate I become. For sure. And so part of me with the whole brokenness thing is that it's like the more I understand the depth of the pain of my soul, the more I Mm -hmm. feel like oh, I have so much more compassion on my humanity and I have compassion on like why I would feel stuck in this for so long or I understand like why I would keep coping in this way over and over and over again. Or mm-hmm. I understand like why I've needed this way to handle life or why I've believed this or why I've acted out in this way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I see... For, for me, like any broken parts, um, I feel like, like in my mind, what I've kind of entertained is God is an artist and a creator and he takes those broken pieces and makes mm-hmm. a new piece of art out of it, like mosaics. Yeah. You know, you think of mm-hmm. mosaics or um, that pottery, that Japanese version of pottery yeah, um, oh, where yeah, they put yeah. the gold right mm-hmm. in the in the broken parts, and they fill it with gold. And um, so, like that's some of the imagery I get when I imagine, um, you know, having brokenness and stuff. Um, it feels like similar to like when God said said to me, like, "Oh, uh, referring to somebody as being lost." You know mm-hmm. how the church refers to the lost, got to save the lost or whatever. Sure. One time I heard that the Lord goes, they're not lost. I know exactly where they are. <laughs> <laughs> and so that kind of like, um, that's how I feel like God is with mm. the broken parts, the brokenness oh. pieces, right? Like, um, yeah. yeah, so... When I think about like, oh, you're not broken. You're just a work of art. Yeah. You have brokenness. 
but what has he, what can he do? What will he do? What can you also partake in? Mm. Right. Um, yeah. And I think for me, it's like the God who's something that I, I, I rehearse to myself all the time is <sighs> the God who's not surprised by my humanity. <laughs> no. <laughs> God no. Is like, <laughs> right. It's such a good, like, that's actually good to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I think because we are surprised sometimes. Mm-hmm. we're like oh my gosh and we have shame so we're like oh my gosh I can't believe I did that or I can't believe I'm still doing that or I can't believe I have this problem and didn't realize that that pain in me was still buried and I'm like I a way that I get into compassion is realizing like a God who's not surprised like a God who or disappointed or disappointed like I have a friend his name is Marcus Miller and um, I guess we have a friend <laughs> his name is Marcus Miller and I love what he says about the disappointment of God. And he's like, God can't ever be disappointed because the idea of God of of disappointment is that God had a different expectation and then it didn't turn out the way he thought it was going to. Like that's the nature of disappointment is I had something that I thought it was going to happen and it didn't happen that way. And then I was disappointed (laughs) and God's never shocked or surprised Mm -mm. or like, he's Mm -mm. never like, Oh, I had no idea that that part of you was in there. Right. I was really counting on you to pull this through. <laughs> I was really counting on you to be better than you were. Yeah. Like, that's what it feels like saying. It was really <laughs> trusting that you'd be better than you actually were. And I think to me, you know, again, it's not necessarily, I guess, about like splitting hairs about like whatever broken or whatever the part. Sure. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm still like, eh, who knows? <laughs> but. I think that for me, what I feel the most of is like embracing a God who's, who understands my humanity mm-hmm. so much more than I do and has already accepted my humanity. Yeah. Meaning, so like before I was born, every brokenness inside of me and every possibility of brokenness, like mm-hmm. this is my mm-hmm. personal belief system, mm-hmm. but I always think that God has like seen all the things that I could have done. And, oh, and chose me anyway so I always mm-hmm. think like there's probably a version out there like it's kind of like the Marvel universe like the many different alternate universes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of how I wonder I'm like God's like predecided that every form of me was worthy of compassion and love and acceptance mm-hmm. and so I'm always like every every moment of my life God A wasn't surprised nope he understood why Mm-hmm. and has already accepted and had compassion on every version of me with every yeah. decision that I could make with any coping skill that I use mm-hmm. and has already decided to be at peace with me. Yeah. And that's so good. Mm. And that makes me like God a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's a God who is regulated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right like god who's emotionally regulated about mm-hmm. my brokenness he's not bothered he's no. present he's engaged he's not offended he's not offended his buttons aren't pushed he's not triggered no by my brokenness not upset he's not upset and so he's a god who is regulated he's a god who is secure he's a god who's stable Mm-hmm. He is very stable. He is. What do you Just think give me, over there? 
I'm just giving space because, mm. you know, I'm just sensing almost like a holy hush to think about that for a minute. Mm. Yeah, anybody listening, I hope you can connect to that. Mm. The secure, secure attachment God. with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The stable God, the God who's not mad or surprised or disappointed. Mm. And I want to leave you with that. I just want to leave it there. Yeah. Thanks for listening today. All right. Bye. Bye. I am so excited that you joined us today. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you liked what you heard today, please like and follow us. Uh, Subscribe to our podcast. Share it with your friends. We want to hear your feedback too. So reach out to us via the contact info in the show notes. And we'll see you next time.